Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Way. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is our Arsenal Agenda series. Joining you Monday to Friday at 10am UK time. I'm joined this morning by Umar. How you doing mate? You good? You well? Yeah, not bad. DC, not bad. Uh, week seems to be flying already. Like already at Tuesday. Tuesday yeah, yeah. The days go thick and fast. Finale but yeah. of, uh, secret Invasion and the Hijack tomorrow, which I'm looking forward wow. to uh, to watching. Day off? Today. See a day off? It's not a day off, but uh, I mean, in the morning before I start my shifts or after shifts, you know, because I'm professional, I'll uh, <laughs> I'll get those things. They all done. say that. They all say that. Have you all been watching either of those two? No, I can't say I will. No, Hi- Hijack is brilliant. It's on uh, Apple. It's Idris Elba, and he's like, uh, oh, I saw the trailer. Game. I saw the trailer the other day. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. Yeah. How many? Really how many good. seasons is it? It's just the first season. I, I think it alone. I mean, if there's two seasons, okay, you'd be the right. most unlucky man on the planet. Like, because he's been on two plane hijackings, if that's the case. But it's like he's an Arsenal fan, so I feel like this yeah. is relevant. You know? Okay, no, no, interesting. Yeah, no, I saw the trailer the other day, but when you were speaking about the title, I was a bit confused. But no, I'm, I may have a no, watch it's good. that. It's like yeah. this British crime group hijack a plane and he's on okay. it and he's like a negotiator for his job and yeah it's very good okay. um but i wonder if he'll be involved in the uh in any more the no more red campaigns yeah. in the upcoming season of course so we'll have to look forward to to another white kit uh potentially we'll see first it's usually a third round of the fa cup i think they do it so mm-hmm. we'll see if that turns out they're oxford and, and forest didn't they so we'll see if they do it again but uh back to the uh to the usual scheduled programming uh if you like because otherwise the chat box is going to start moaning uh we'll start talking about transfers headline story of the day following balogun uh as trained separately from the group now we are out of the know as to the reasons as to why. And obviously that creates dangerous speculation, Umar, always, you know, when this type of thing comes forward. Um, we do know that, uh, obviously, he had some comments that haven't gone down amazingly well, it's probably fair to say, with the fan base when he said about he didn't feel like he had to try extra hard um, to prove himself, um, but has now started to train alone. I'm going to dare to ask you what you think is going on. <laughs> I think he's on the way out. I think he's on the way out. I think over the past few days, um, there's been talk of Inter Milan. Um, that deal, um, it, it seems that Inter Milan, in, in their head, they've got a set price that they would like to play for Balogun. Um, I think in the region of £35 million with potential add-ons. Arsenal are looking for upwards of £50 million, which again, I think is fair enough. But I think, yeah, Mikel Arteta is someone, he he doesn't really take any nonsense. He's a no-nonsense manager. Like, did you read that a few days ago when William Saliba done that interview? And he said in his first day back at Arsenal, um, the only thing Mikel Arteta said to him was hello. Didn't speak to him, didn't do nothing of the sort. He basically observed him from afar and basically said to him, show me what you're capable of doing on the pitch. I know that you've had a good spell overall in France for Marseille, but you're back at Arsenal now. Show me what you can do. The talent is there, but you need to basically prove it on the pitch. And William Saliba done that. He knuckled down and he done his job. And what has happened? Mikel Arteta has repaid that faith and he's playing week in, week out for Arsenal Football Club. Balogun, I think that situation is a bit different. Personally, if, if I was in his shoes, I probably wouldn't have come out and start talking about um, the fact that 
in a way, he basically said that he doesn't really need to prove anything because he's basically showed it out in France. It, it, that's that's what I uh, took from that interview that he had uh, a few weeks ago. And Mikrata again, he's someone that he, he who doesn't like that um, kind of uh, nonsense um, being spoken about in the media. But yeah, I think it's edging towards um, a departure for Balogun. It's a shame, to be honest, because I know you and myself, we wanted to see him in an Arsenal sh shirt, see what he's capable of uh, producing week in, week out. Again, I think he has the capabilities and the ability of being a good striker at this football club. But right now, he wants to. it seems he wants to be number one right now. He wants to be number one. He's not looking at Gabriel Jesus. He's not looking at Eddie Nketiah. In a way, I like that. I think he's ambitious. I think he's got a good mentality. He believes in, in himself. But again, you're coming to a football club which has done so well over the past few seasons, which has um, continued to perform week in, week out, finished second in the Premier League to the best team in the world who, who achieved a treble. So it's not going to be as easy as saying, look, I've done it over in France. Give me the shirt. I'm Arsenal's new number one this summer. It's not going to happen. So I understand this frustration, but I don't as well in a way. So I'm, I'm torn in the middle. But yeah, I think the fact that he's training separately, you, you know what you're going to hear from Arsenal when they did the press conference um, this evening uh, from Mikela Teta. Oh, he's had the knock. Uh, we'll, we'll just see how he fares. You, you know what you're going to get, TC. He's, 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 yeah, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Like, I remember he was quite open, honest, about the Abamyang thing, like saying that there was a disciplinary issue with him. Yeah. Um, so if that's the case, I wonder if that, if, if it is a discipline thing, then maybe he'll come out and say that it's such. But with him being, you know, linked heavily with a move away, it might be that they're just protecting him, you know, ahead of that move, if he is indeed going to move. Um discussions have been ongoing you know with Inter Milan for some time it seems and it seems that we're moving in that direction uh toward an exit now which is you know I think what we most of us expected to be the outcome if we're honest like this isn't a surprise if he moves on it's not a surprise if Arsenal could fit at the end of the day Arsenal have done good business to get him to sign a new contract and then two seasons later selling him on for close to 40 million pounds if not maybe more let's see is is ultimately a, a really good a bit of work by the club to have renewed that deal and then got a significant fee and maybe points towards why they also signed Reese Nelson up to a new deal, you know, and signed Eddie Nketiah up to a new deal, that they might be able to make significant money off those players when they eventually move on. And if you do sell players that have come through your academy, you know, it looks really good financially for you as well. So let's see what happens. I mean, Conor Gallagher, West Ham have just had a £40 million bid rejected oh. for Conor Gallagher. Apparently Chelsea want fifty million for him. I mean, you can't. You can say what you like about Chelsea, but they know how to sell Business a player. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. The business that they know how to sell the players. The though, getting really good money, and if West Ham end up spending half of what they got for Declan Rice and Conor Gallagher, <laughs> I mean, that's a little bit amusing. <laughs> so uh, let's see what happens in that one. Uh, now, speaking of Chelsea, of course, they've got an interest in uh, a couple of Arsenal targets. Mohamed uh, Kudus being the main one, but um, Michael Alise, the uh, the Crystal Palace forwards, well, uh, wide player, midfielder. He's uh, obviously of link to, to Chelsea, seemingly more so Chelsea, but there were reports that Arsenal hold an interest in the player as well. I, I think it's more so from my side of things of interpreting it that they've scouted him, that they mm. like the player. I don't think there's going to be any moves in this area, but I know we've touched upon Kudus already, but do you feel like it's more like that maybe Elise goes Chelsea and Kudus goes Arsenal? 
Yeah, it's interesting because um, Elisa has that connection to both Arsenal and Chelsea because he was a part of the uh, youth teams growing up. So it's an interesting one. But yeah, I think the main deal that's going to come out of um, this transfer window is if, if it is to happen, I think Kudus um, goes to Arsenal and Elise goes to Chelsea. I, I can't see both happening. Uh, I can't see Elise going to uh, Chelsea and Kudus following him because right now, as much as we say Chelsea are doing good business in terms of offloading their players, when you look at their squad, I know it's stacked, but at times it's a bit unbalanced. You look across the, across the board in terms of their attacking positions, the midfield positions, there's a lot of players that can play in one position, like in the wide forward positions. Potentially, they want Cherky, they want um, Kudus, Elise. They've already got players like Majiki, um, Raheem Sterling, uh, Mudrik. So there's so many players. Angelo, there's so many players off the top of my head that Chelsea have basically bought. And it seems that Chelsea's transfer objective right now in my eyes to basically is basically to buy the best up and coming players in Europe across the board whether that's in Europe or whether that's uh, in Brazil in the world they just want to buy the biggest and best players to their football club they don't matter if one player is going to succeed or they don't matter if one player is going to fail as long as they get most of those players they think to themselves look at least one is going to bang one is going to do well so it's it's, it's a bit crazy but yeah, I think Elise, there was talk that he had the 35 million buyout clause. Um, I'm not sure what the situation uh, with that is. Um, I think a few months ago, the Crystal Palace talk was that that uh, buyout clause was basically taken out of his contract. But it seems over the past few days, Fabrizio Romano says that contract uh, clause is still, uh, is still in that contract. So again, an interesting one. Um, I think he's a good player. At times, uh, he could be a bit um, languid in his ability. I think I was still uh, frustrated when he gave away that penalty against Manchester City last season. I'm just thinking, like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, it's it's one of those ones that you don't uh, do on a football pitch. But if someone says to me, you have an opportunity to buy uh, Elise or Kudus uh, and bring them to your football club um, every single day of the week, it's going to be Mohamed Kudus. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think he's the one that I, I would absolutely choose um, to come in and to, to add to the right wing and the centre forward and attacking midfield. He's so versatile. He's played at Champions League level, played in a World Cup. You know, this guy with elite experience already and at the age of 22. So without a question, Kudus would be the one that I would choose out of the pair. Uh, and I would certainly move for him uh, as, as a priority between now and the end of the window. Hopefully Arsenal can get that done. Uh, going back to potential outgoings, Charlie Patino could be set for an exit. Uh, I reported last month that Arsenal were keen on inserting a buyback clause in any kind of uh, exit from Arsenal and that kind of the timing situation was one of the big reasons why Arsenal were willing to facilitate an exit. Uh, Chris Whitley's reported that clubs in Spain and Germany uh, are said to be interested uh, in the player, but there's been no kind of official offers yet at this point in time. There's still no potential movement. I think Fabrizio mentioned this morning as well that they have a lot of like loan offers, but that he wants to move permanently um, as well, kind of for more stability, if you like. Um, so he knows where he's going to be the following seasons. How do you how do you kind of assess the Patino situation and what kind of money should Arsenal do you think be looking for? That's a good question. That is a good question. 
It depends. It, it, it depends because mm. Manchester City, we spoke about it a few few weeks ago. How much are, are they going to get from Burnley for uh, Trafford? Oh, yeah. Twenty million. And that Borges is going West Ham, apparently £14 million. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And we've not seen much of them. Like Trafford, I know he had a good loan spell over in uh, Bolton, I think it was. Obviously, he's had the good um, under-21. £19 million. Pounds well, that's a Trafford. lot of money. That's a lot of money. Like, honestly, it's a lot of money. But he's got the ability. He's got the potential. He proved it in the under-21 championships um, with, with that great uh, penalty save um, against uh, Spain. Um, and then, yeah, you talk about Borges, another another young and upcoming player, but Manchester City mm-hmm. gained a good price for him. I think Manchester City sold another player to Southampton. I can't remember yeah, who it was. Yeah, they sold, uh, is it Adozi last? This summer. Um, this summer they've sold another one for about £16 million. Let me have a look. Uh, Man City all transfers. So it's not, maybe it'll come up in the under 21s, uh, all mm-hmm. transfers. Maybe that'll be it. Southampton. I know what you mean though. They've definitely, there's definitely someone. Uh, Sh- Shia Charles, they signed him. 19 year old. Charles, yeah, yeah, yeah. 15 million yeah. pounds. Shay Charles, is, oh, it says transfer mark 12 million euros, but you you might be right with that yeah. uh, report. But yeah, I mean, last summer they, Bazuni went for 40 million euros, Lavia went for 12 <laughs> million euros, Adozi went for 8 million euros. Larry also went for, hold on, Southampton have bought, hold, so, yeah, how yeah. many of us went to Southampton? Four of them. 15 million, 27 million. They spent 41 million euros last summer on four city kids. And then this summer they've bought another one for 12 million. I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> well, it's working, clearly, because Lavin's going to go for a lot of money. Mm. Um, but yeah, City, I mean, they sold. Darko Yabby uh, for 5.8 million euros. The summer before that, Ivan Illich went to Verona for 7.5 million euros. Felix Correa went to Juventus for 10 million euros. So City are just kind of making this money off their academy, it seems, just like here and there on the, on the quiet. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. So, yeah, when you talk about price, I'm probably looking for uh, 15 million pounds. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. I don't see why that's... When you look at those deals, you don't see why that wouldn't be unreasonable to ask for around £15 million for Charlie Patino. Really. And you've seen a glimpse of Charlie Patino in an Arsenal shirt yeah. as well. So, like, it's different if he's not really had an appearance for Arsenal. He's gone out on loan. Um, he's not really featured at all. You've just seen glimpses of him, uh, highlight reels, etc. But he's played for Arsenal. He's made a good um, cameo, scored. Um, so... At least you know that there's there's a talent there. His his loan spot at Blackpool, I think, was a bit um, on and off, uh, mixed mixed bag. You could say at times he had decent performances, at times he struggled. But Mick McCarthy rates him really highly. He was speaking very glowingly in terms of uh, press conferences. Um, so yeah, fifteen million pounds. I think it would be a good deal for Arsenal. Um, I can't say they'll get that much, to be honest, but. When you look at when you look at the players that are going for the amount of money that you just touched on, like fifteen million pounds for Charlie Patino, it's worth it. It is worth it. So, yeah, I think I think he I think a move is right for him. To be honest, I think Arsenal are a place where now they're looking for the biggest and best players in Europe. They obviously once in a while there's going to be a talent that comes 
out of the blue and you want to give him an opportunity to to showcase his abilities. And we've got that, I think, right now with uh, Nomanieri, uh, Miles Lewis Skelly. So we've got that talent there. But I think a lot of Arsenal fans get a bit frustrated when one of the academy players departs the club. But not everyone's going to be a success. Not everyone's going to be a success. I think for me, success is not only um, in terms of breaking through into the team. In a way, I think success comes from if you if you have an academy player and you send him for good money, I think that is that that could be success as well. Because if you have a good player like Charlie Patino, he's come from the academy and you basically honed his skills, got him to a stage where he's gone off to another club and you get good amounts of money for him, like fifteen million pounds. That's a success. That's a success story for me. So yeah, I think I think the time has come for Patino. Um to get a move that he deserves. I think a buy, buyback clause would be good um, to put in his contract, but hopefully he can get a club where his abilities are, are more, You can he can showcase those abilities more because I think in a, in a league like the Championship, it's more physical, isn't it? You want to see him go over to Spain or Germany, have more time on the ball because he's that type of player. Yeah, I think he would really suit the Continental Leagues. Uh, I think he would flourish there, uh, potentially. And, you know, if Arsenal can get that buyback clause inserted, I mean, yeah, it could be upwards of £20 million. So, you know, if they're going to save £15 million, you know, the club will want to make a significant profit. It could be close to 25 30 So, let's see. Uh, I think, what, Lavia's buyback clause was like 40. something like 40 yeah, something like that, £40 million. So, let's see if Arsenal are able to secure a good deal with Patino in, in either direction. Um, but at the moment, uh, there's there's yet to be a breakthrough as far as we're aware. That could change today, tomorrow, a week's time, a month's time. We'll have to wait and see. But Umar, thank you so much uh, for covering today's stories. I, mean, I know it's not been the loudest day in the world of Arsenal news. Um, but hopefully with uh, Mikel Arteta's press conference today, of course, we'll have more to talk about tomorrow. And then, of course, we've got the game uh, on, well, very, very early hours. Um, so let's let's wait and see who's going to be able to stay up. Is Umar going to be able to do it? That is the question. Um, shaking his head, I feel, inside. <laughs> Definitely not. I'll say it. Definitely, no, not. Right. <laughs> Definitely not. But yeah, Lovely stuff. We will see you all uh, tomorrow morning at 10am, of course, to give you a breakdown of everything that's gone in the next 24 hours in the world of Arsenal and give you those updates from Mikel Arteta's press conference as uh, we get closer to that game against Barcelona. Thank you everyone for tuning in. Have a fantastic day. And as always, keep following us down at the Arsenal way.